Hello and welcome back to the Tapeworms podcast. Tony Tapeworm here with Caesar the Sexy. Hello. Uh, Willie the Hillbilly. Hello, y'all. Freddie the Sweaty. Freddie the How's Catholic. Freddie the Good Catholic Boy. Wait. I didn't know this is a satire podcast. Wait. I'm, I, okay. I just, I'm not going to ruin it, but I just. Zach. Zach the Zach the whack Zach the computer wife. Zach is that because I'm whack or is that because I whack it? <laughs> Ramon, uh, Ramon is worse. <laughs> <laughs> Ramon the bone. <laughs> How do you do, y'all? How do you do, Ramoner? <laughs> Ramon the moner. Ramon the <laughs> right, We've got a, a special one. Dude, here. my beard. <laughs> it's a quarantine another core pod another pod in core um we're going to talk about coronavirus talk about caesar's birthday we're going to talk about mother's day from last weekend we're going to talk about some other stuff obama gate china china uh <laughs> we're going to talk about uh something we care deeply about Social detoxing, which Zach and Caesar have an affinity to um, basically unplugging and all that and more on this episode of the Tapeworms podcast. And we're going to start off with. Once it warms, as always, we got white claws today. I know we're basic. We're no no laws when you're drinking claws. Uh, Zach, you're in Laguna, right? Yeah. What are you sipping on? What am I what? What are you uh, sipping on? Oh, what? I got some. I got some banquets. Ah, I see. Nice, good choice. Classy man. Classic doomer. Course banquet, okay. It's not we're in core, but Ramon's breaking core right now for the essentials. He's a uh, out in Target right now, live reporting for us. How is it out there, Ramon? Ooh, it's going good. I'm paying, you know, staying safe. Yeah, I'm I'm my gotta get the essentials, you know, I gotta buy my cool ranch Doritos. <laughs> Ramon, why you look like you about to rob Target, bro? <laughs> Cause maybe I am. <laughs> no, it's honestly so whack. Just today, LA required coronavirus masks outside, inside, and everywhere. True. Um, we're recording this on Thursday. It's pretty crazy. Um, you guys want to know the uh, like what where you have to wear the masks? You you read it. It's so insane, and I honestly think it's some. BS. You can't even be in your front yard, right, without a mask. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me tell it to you straight. So if you visit any retail business, including those that are open only for curbside or doorside pickup, you got to wear a mask. Oh my gosh. That'll be the uh, the the. So when I finish the same, you guys you gotta say, you gotta wear a mask. All right. So oh. if you exercise in your neighborhood or on a trail, golf course, or beach, you gotta wear a mask. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 
if you ride on LA Department of Transportation transit buses, metro buses, trains, or travel through LAX, you gotta wear a mask. <laughs> and except the new guidelines on face coverings exempt children under two and people with certain disabilities, which what? is like, if anything, they shouldn't need it more, which right? Disabilities, I'm so interested. Though. Uh, uh, every whatever disability you have, if you were born poor. Oh, economic disability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> economic disability. If you were born poor, you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Cause... Why? Because you're immune? Because you get sick more? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> no, it's honestly BS. Um, I mean, it's you got to... It's a good... I don't know. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. No, you got to wear it's a mask at the beach. Freedoms. But if you enter the water you're allowed to remove the mask. But as soon as you exit the water, the mask has to come back on. So, so hopefully your face won't get wet because you'll have a wet mask. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's... What, what, if, what if I'm just like ankle deep in the water? Do I still have to have a mask? Mm. And how are they going to enforce this too? Like, like, my, like my toes are at the tip of like where the water meets the sand. Like they're <laughs> fully emerged in water. Yeah. I don't know about that. Honestly, here's my take on it. And you guys can dissect it however you want, but this whole narrative that we've got going on in California and basically the U.S. of like, you know, trying to flatten the curve, all this, all this stuff about oh, uh, these videos of like how to wash your hands, how to wear a mask. Oh, you, you can't. You got to cover your nose. It's all pretty uh, infantilizing. We're all being treated like like children you know and it, and i love it i feel like i feel safe somebody no, but, telling me but the thing is if me. if you're if you be treated like a child you're gonna act like a child and in in this society we need like we don't need more children running around we need some like responsibilities Did we gotta do this we gotta get out of this freaking 25 percent unemployment or whatever it is now Everyone yeah, from then, like, in- but then where, what about like civic duty? You know, like there are people out there who this situation is serious for. You know, yeah, fuck them, dude. Uh, like, dude, all those all those people from um, Asian countries like walking around with masks, dude. Like the past five years, like they, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Every time I saw them, but they were just ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they knew too much. Job. They knew too much. Do you guys remember if we were given a chance to be smart? Because I feel like the whole infantilization thing is a valid point. If, like, the state gave rules and everyone paid attention and nobody paid attention, then it's like, all right, well, you should probably impose well, them. Yeah. But were we given like a that, chance? I don't really remember. Yeah, we were, dude. And then Rudy Gobert fucked it up. He didn't take it seriously. He started talking <laughs> microphones. Rudy Gobert ruined it for yeah. everyone. Yeah, it was Rudy Gobert. Bro, yeah, that was before he knew he had it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he wasn't He wasn't taking any precautions. He thought it was a joke. And then, like, two days later, he's the first NBA player with coronavirus. No, dude, he's retarded. Yeah, he's an idiot. So re- he's so retarded. Honestly, like, just him, that's going to be, like, when, when there's, like, documentaries made out of this, it's going to be, like, Rudy Gobert in slow motion, like Rudy touching, the mics. touching all the mics, like a, like a in black and white, yeah. like with the with the and dying animal music, like 
but I mean, the thing is, it's all, it's all, we're all doing our best trying to flatten the curve. You know, that's the thing is we're trying to flatten this curve, trying to make it better. I know Caesar, you brought the, the treadmill inside trying to flatten, flatten your own curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I brought a rowing machine. I know. Oh, it, yes, it was good. And uh, it, it's all this, uh, you know, this core is just fucking crazy. I'm, I'm getting stir crazy, guys. Yeah, I, I, I was in shock when, uh, like, it was announced that this would continue with certainty for the next three months. Awesome. Oh, but with certainty. What do you, what'd you guys think about the with certainty? I liked it and I hated it. Oh, I liked it because it's like, all right, well, at least we kind of have an end date at this point. But at the same time, I kind of wish it was a little more open-ended. So it's like, okay, three months, but maybe it'll end sooner. Yeah, well, from the projection from China, I have a lot of friends from China. They told me it lasted like six months and they're stricter over there just because they have more people. So, <clears throat> of course, it was going to turn into six months for us, I, I think. But I think At with least. us, they're going to be more lenient. And it's like, for example, people are already going to the beaches in China. Just until right now, after the six months, is when they're allowing people to go back to larger events with like 100 people. So are there beaches in China? I mean, certain places. I thought it's coast. Bro. <laughs> but, bro, it's um, touching the ocean. They're not like, landlocked. <laughs> I thought it was just like <laughs> gulags and like... No. And like Large, large. They, they have it was just plan. apple factories and oppression. Yeah. <laughs> but they barely started letting them go back in. And so since we're the nation that's like, oh, we're trying to do things a little bit faster. I like to predict that we're going to start going back and having like the, uh, what's it called? Entertainment around like July, if anything. No, dude. But, there's going to be no concerts. Oh, opening up is year. such a, a weird statement because... Because we're LA is technically already easing restrictions and we're opening up, but like today, Paris announced that they're opening up. Germans already kind of Germany started opening up. Sweden never closed. Yeah, like everyone's just Sweden don't give a. Fuck. How does everything mean? Yeah, I mean, if anything, this shows the governments it are is stupid, and why trust the government? We do what we want, you know. Florida's been opened up and they haven't had any rising cases yet, so. I don't. I don't trust and the government. Florida has a bunch of old people. When, I still, yeah, still no. believe should we should care about be a bit more caring about other people though. Definitely, Ramon. Yeah, I, I don't. If anyone who trusts the government right now, I don't trust. You yeah. know, local or or federal. I mean, or state. What we what we were just talking about. Yeah. Oh, actually, before finishing up with uh, wearing a mask, another way to flatten the curve that I just noticed is that some people are actually volunteering to get a little bit of the coronavirus put in them. Have you guys heard about that? Antibodies. Yeah. Do you put it them? Do you put it in them? No, no. Like you volunteer, you go online to a website and you say, "Hey, I want to be part of this program where I can help flatten the curve by." Them yeah, people. bro. Hey, hey, Willie, ask the Tuskegee Airmen how that went for them. <laughs> no, like legit, some people doing it. Some, some, some of these boomers, and I mean, some of the boomers, some of these, um, boomers? the yeah, the millennials, the millennials, yeah, thank you. The millennials are doing it because it's altruistic and they're like, I don't want to be stuck at home doing nothing. I actually want to do some things 
So they're going to the website and applying, especially in New York. That's where it's happening the most. So that scientists or some researchers can. Um, so just go on the train. So they're voluntarily <laughs> get it, giving themselves coronavirus. Yes. And it is dangerous. That, that is but, so, oh. No, wait, let me look for it. I, I, it's true. Well, it, let me, it was like, oh, let me give you my two cents, Willie. Dr. Anthony Fauci, like two days ago, said that he truly believes that we're going to have a, fa- a vaccine because as of now, we've had no cure for the coronavirus. And people have been fighting it off on their own, meaning we can build an actual resistance to it unless you die, obviously. But because the body can actually build a resistance, we could probably actually have a vaccine since we're building resistance. Yeah. Honestly, if we all had coronavirus, if we all get it and then we all get a resistance, like they're saying, like, you, I don't know. Can you get it twice? Well, I mean, if you can build a resistance, the only reason I think you can get it twice is that there's like a mutation and it's like a new strain. But if you're building a resistance, you're building a resistance, I guess. You want to read this headline, Willie? Yeah, so this is the headline. Hundreds of people volunteer to be infected with coronavirus. Support grows for a controversial human challenge vaccine study. And that's actually kind of... Oh, you know what? That makes that, sense. That, I, that's kind of cool, actually. Because yeah. the only way we're going to get all these vaccines way quicker than normal is you got to have people get sick voluntarily. Otherwise, you can't test the efficacy of the vaccine. Honestly, yeah. that's kind of like taking them for the team, taking yeah. them on the chin. And like, if you oh, die, you're a martyr. They're probably like all, they probably have to like be all cored up, right? St. Freddie like of Torrance. <laughs> I already got it, bro. I survived it. I laugh in its face. I don't know. It's, that must suck, though. Like, they're, I feel like they're really taking one for the team. Yeah. Uh, I would do it. Yeah. I'm getting tested tomorrow. Not for real? Yeah. For antibodies? uh i'm just i'm doing a pcr uh, test so just for for any blood, active incubation how do, how do they do it it's anal <laughs> no i'm talking i'm not talking what you're doing after the test <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying how's the test <laughs> no. it's a it's a catheter test dude. no it's it's a nasal <laughs> i switched the letters around by mistake <laughs> it's nasal so you just stick a, why didn't you add an s anals you guys didn't let me finish what i was saying i was getting cut off but it's nasal. <laughs> so it's nasal and they just stick it up your your nasal. Your, your nasal your nose. The do- both holes. And then when do you find out the results? Uh three to five business days or forty-eight hours. Mm. Like the sooner you get the sooner you know, the more likely you are to have it. Is that true? <laughs> I guess it's like like, whole, like they like the whole cat thing. Yeah, like they test you and like they know immediately, but they like do a bunch of other tests on it too because they got to like they're trying to do as much studying um but speaking of all this coronavirus research you guys see that china's hacking the u.s research i'm not surprised dude yeah i did not oh wow that's kind of crazy they've been doing that for years man i've always i never trusted exchange students (laughs) (laughs) this just reinforces my xenophobia (laughs) Okay, when did this podcast turn from a an arts an arts folks podcast to a fucking? You're listening to the Ben Shapiro show. No, we're not Ben Shapiro. <laughs> we're not Ben Shapiro. This is just we're just talking about lifestyle we're culture. Stating the facts here. This is what happens when you don't come on that often, Ramon. We've all radicalized. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm alt left. I'm Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> Dirtbag left. Um yeah, the the whole Chinese hackers thing is crazy. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. it makes sense, dude. They're all going into like the STEM fields. They're all going into medicine, to engineering, computer science. Like, Proteus. I feel like I feel like that's not news, though. That's always been kind of known. You know? I mean, it, it made the headlines. Well, let me let me tell you guys why it's so important now. All right. Let me take you back to. Do you guys know when the whole space race was? The sixties. Yeah. Cold okay. Yeah, well, fifties, sixties. When the whole space race happened, there was America and there was Russia, two superpowers trying to show superiority. It didn't really matter if we made it to the moon. What the hell do we want to go to the moon for? It was really about showing superiority. In, in your Big science thinking. and technology, it was it was symbolic. And it so right now, le leverage flexing. They were leverage flexing. And then after that, America came out as one of the biggest superpowers in the world. And then right now, and Russia, what had happened to Russia? The Russia Soviet Russia died. Bitch. They they turned to Marxism. <laughs> yeah. But um, coronavirus is happening now. The whole world is in its grasp. Whichever country develops the vaccine and demonstrates it. Mm is going to be the one that makes it to the moon. And well, so China is trying to steal all this information to be the ones that make it to the moon. Korea's You're so already, dumb, Caesar. We already went to the moon. Wow. Wouldn't they have the head start, though? Like, I don't know. What's the point of spying on us? Are you talking about... You're talking about the metaphorical moon, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, I think it's honestly... You're talking about getting a vaccine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vaccinating That's what moon. I'm saying. Like, why, don't they have a head start? Like, it came out of Wuhan. Yeah, but that also puts the blame on them, which also other countries have been slandering, especially the United States, like with Trump going like the Chinese virus that it started there. So Kung it's making flu. it seem like as if China is the is the problem. So I guess what China's trying to do is change that so that um, they're <laughs> they go back to like, oh, wait, you know, we're we're fixing uh, the the problem that developed. Not that we made, you know, the problem the that American soldiers. I think that's one of the oh, prevailing yeah, theories in China that American soldiers brought it over. See, that might have been made up, too. too. Does that ever make you think about, you know, how you're brainwashed in a way, too? Like, yeah, because it's news. I don't know. Like China's telling other people it came from America and the American soldiers and everyone hates America because of that. And then over yeah. here, it's like it came out of Wuhan. I know. And we're not really hearing many other theories. Dude, yeah, because, dude, everyone's fucking up right now. Obviously, like, so many people are dying and shit. So the first country that, that, that has a vaccine is like, all right, we fucked up, but, like, at least we came up with a vaccine first, so they're forgiven, almost. How do vaccines yeah. work? I know he's about to lay down the facts. I, I, I know he had the polio shit, and, like, with Jonas Salk, like, he discovered it. And then he didn't, the cool thing was he didn't privatize it. He just made it public so that it was super easy. And, you know, polio totally was decimated by the vaccine. Well, I, I remember reading with this one little kid about uh, the creator of smallpox. And basically. <laughs> Why'd you have to include little kids? Because I work with kids. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he was little. So. <laughs> He's just stating the facts. Okay, anyways, little kid, you were a little kid. I was reading like, with him, and then we we uh, we read that um, basically there was this guy, and a lot of people were getting sick. So he came up with the idea. Wait a second, why don't we give some of these little kids um, some of the the smallpox to see if, how much they get infected and it see if we can remedy it faster? It's like, it's like microdosing. Yes. So they yeah. made little cuts into these these little girls scabs. yeah into their scabs and put the smallpox inside and then the girls got infected but at the same time um 
what's it called he was able to cure them and then it was weird because some of the the people that worked at farms with cows didn't actually get sick because yeah, they built an really, immunity. He, it, the, he infected them with Edward Jenner infected people with cowpox because it, he discovered that they never get smallpox. Mm-hmm. So, and so he was able to find like the differences. And yeah. so later vaccines were about putting a small dose um, to let it infect you, but then your body builds an immunity to that. So that later, that, if you, that, you happen to get it, a larger amount, I guess. Yeah, you already have enough antibodies, and that, that's that's why it's called a vaccine. How do you say how do you say cow in Spanish? Vaca. It's the same and root word. Why didn't they call my it? Mind. Why didn't call it cow to dope? Because <laughs> it's Latin. <laughs> vaccine. Yeah, vaccine. Ramon, I actually feel you with the uh, whole thing of China being it sort of non-news. It's really not. Like, it's all just like a pissing match yeah. in a Cold War sort of way, right? At this point, that's what I've, that's what it feels like. Like, um, they're just trying to see which, which country could look the best after all this. Yeah, because the shiniest of turds. The, funny, the, the funny thing about it, too, is that you, you would think that the company or the, the country that develops the vaccine first is going to make millions of dollars. But because there's a lot of social pressure about if this is made, we need to, like, like, let's say, you know, China does discover it. Um, if they do want to, like, you know, be the superpower and be seen as, like, the new country that everyone looks for for leadership, they're going to probably want to just mass produce it and then manufacture it all over the world. And then that'll make them look good. So it's it's not really going to come down to money. You might actually lose a little money if you're the one that develops it. Um, it really just is symbolic. True. Really? Hmm. Willie, I, I mean, that's... Uh... It's cool how you like you're teaching the kids about this stuff, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Giving them man. fake facts, really. Yeah, <laughs> tell them the true story of how it happened. The fake news. Well, I'm teaching them what has happened in the past with like historical events and how things start and how things keep going, so that just in case it becomes worse, you know, at least they get, get the get the facts straight, man. You're gonna raise a whole generation of fake news creators. Bro, they're they're, they're, they're gonna the think time. they're the next ones. Like they they're gonna want to be heroes, and they're gonna be like, "Cut me, Willie!" And so I can save the world. Yeah, you're gonna create a uh, you're gonna create a whole generation of <laughs> medical emos. <laughs> of cutters cut me infect me with your laser you're gonna do more willie's gonna do more damage than 13 reasons why i ever did yeah um what else is new caesar it's your birthday oh, in a couple caesar, days little baby yeah it's it's my birthday coming up it's by the time you the people listen to this it's your birthday mm-hmm. 20 yeah, kobe kobe year 24 yep damn damn huh? you're getting old yeah. Boomer. Wait, when is it? The 15 or the 16? 16. Oh, we got to celebrate. This Saturday. How how do you feel that your birthday is going to be in core? In core? Yeah, is that a thing now? I've been on social media. Yeah. Do we'll get, we'll get to that. Now? We'll get to that. Well, it's just easier to say. Why say quarantine and you just say core? Yeah. Why don't you just say the teen? The teen? It was the great core. Well, we've been in the teen well, for a while core, now. Core kind of sounds like war. And we're kind of in a, a war with this. This virus. Well, I think I don't. I don't think I've ever had uh, like a a very like wild birthday party or anything. I usually no, not for my birthday party. My 
My birthday party, I usually spend it at home with my parents or my family. Oh, yeah. So I'm probably just going to eat strawberry cake and quesadillas. Do it and buy me. How do you, but how do you feel internally about it? Uh, am I having a crisis about turning 24? Yeah. You're like another year closer to being in your 30s. Uh, I, th- I feel like you're also you're also one more year being f- more removed from college than being actually in college. Yeah. But also at the same time, you're like trying to get into the into grad school, trying to be the, some do some king shit. But um, <laughs> is that a social media? Thing? We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to the social media detox later. But um, <clears throat> it's just lingo. No, nah, I think talk. Are you are you why are you talking how I talk? You know, a lot of. I had a talk about social security at my work a while ago. What? And they were talking about how our generation is projected to live very close to 100 years old. Mm. So 24 is the new 14. Wow. <laughs> don't, tell that, don't, don't tell that to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have my quinceañera at 25. My quarter. But at the same time, like those years when you are, you know, a boomer. Those those years probably aren't going to be very productive. I don't know. With medical advances, I'm gonna have my exoskeleton. I'm be more productive than ever. <laughs> like I'll be flying you, around. You the see market. yourself like 85, <laughs> still working. Of a shoot rockets so, at Bison. You see yourself 85 contributing to anything to the economy? Well, maybe not. To, I mean, if I'm consuming, I'm contributing to the economy. But like, you know what I mean? Like. Like if I'm be working? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like my vision for for retirement is really to probably still have a part-time job because I think I'll go crazy Same. if I just never do anything. I would yeah. become like a chef or something. Like it's definitely easy. Like like with quarantine, like there's definitely been with a lot core? of people. Yeah, with core, <laughs> with the team. There's definitely been people that, you know, since day one, you know, started going back into the arts or started studying yeah, and me. just started being really productive and those people that it hit them really hard and they just were like what the hell do i do and there's just sad boy sad boy doomers about it and i think you could have a lot of free time but unless you have something that's a little mindless and forces you to spend some time um you you eventually kind of run out of things to do you have like an existential yeah you end up having a crisis what am i gonna do with my life i'm just so lonely we'll get to that though we'll get to that okay um (laughs) uh <laughs> it was Mother's Day. Shout out to all the moms oh, out yeah, there. We all we all love our moms, right, guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're all judging the guys that didn't say yeah. Zach, oh. how was your Mother's Day down in in Laguna, in Tampa Bay? Dude, you know I don't have parents. Oh. <laughs> up, I've met your mom. She's a wonderful lady. She really um, is. Yeah. No, it was it was great. It was good. And we just um stayed home and we watched a movie and it was cool was it mother's yeah. themed? was it a mother movie did your mom get to choose the movie uh no definitely not <laughs> how often does she get to choose the movie I'm just, dude yeah she did wait <laughs> I, I, I forgot i forgot what movie we watched but but it, it was good i think so i mean <laughs> yeah she, she she did get to pick um and and um uh, and uh we we cooked with her and i th- we made like a like a dessert thing nice yeah it was fun 
I I totally broke core and and visited my mom. Oh. I drove up to the Monterey Bay, and uh, yeah, what do you? It what was chill. Doing? It was chill for the most part, and then um, you know just golf was open, so I got to play some golf. Yeah, like I was gonna a, say, is Monterey Bay like yeah, a little family? more lax? No, just my cousin. Uh, no, we, we, it was it's stay at home even more so than the, the than L.A. County or whatever. Um, it's still really weird over there. But um, just having Mother's Day dinner, you know, typical like with my with my, not just my nu- uh, nuclear family, but also with my my nana and, and some cousins too. I didn't take a picture. Um, and, and my uncle, and I have one uncle, I don't know if you guys have like an uncle who's like, like, a uh, a, a Trump supporter. He, oh, is this re- the one I just took off running at graduation? That's different. That's a different one, but <laughs> it got weird because I mean, he's a cool guy, but when it comes to just politics, he's like, I just tend to like, you know, um, but it just got weird because like, you know, the dinner, we had a good dinner. We had these, you know. I'm like part Greek, so we had these grape leaves. Uh, like it's really good if you if you ever tried grape leaves, you got to try them. Well, invite um, me next time. <laughs> Bro, is it the uncle that I met at Korean barbecue that one time? Like at graduation? <laughs> no, nah, he didn't make the trip out. <laughs> he didn't make the way. trip. He didn't want to visit California. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, but it's weird because, like, right after we finished dessert, I don't know how, but one of my uncles was like. So I don't know why Trump got to the discussion, but he's like, so, so why should we, why should I vote for Trump <laughs> to him? And like, it was in a, like a very loaded sort of way, like, you know, like, like a gotcha situation. Mm-hmm. And he's, and my, my uncle, who's, you know, a, a Trumpian, he was like, I'm, I'm not having this discussion, not right now. Like, let's not. And then my aunt was like, uh, like, come on, why'd you ask that? Like, this is a very, very awkward. And, um, uh, but I wish I could have had the, that. I wish we could have had that conversation because it's. I feel like, or I, or I wish he had asked a different question. Like, because if we're in California, we're pretty much blue mo- no matter who here. Um, and I'm a I'm burn your bus, so I don't know. Bernie Bros. But uh, yeah, I'm a Bernie bro. Um, gang gang. Yang Gang is basically. Oh, I like Yang. He's cool, but he's basically Biden. He's a centrist. He's basically Biden. Yeah. He's um, Yeah, but he's Biden without the sexual assault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, because he's uh, base like a. Bro, you see how that man no... kisses his granddaughter? He's worse than Tom Brady, bro. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is with Biden. The thing is with Biden. He, I don't. I don't really care that about his sexual uh, thing. I really don't care. Sexual deviancy. Like that was that was years ago, and like, I really don't care about that. I, I if I I care what he's doing right now, you know, uh, like I I just see him as a senile old, unsexy candidate that is not gonna win. <laughs> So he's canceled regardless. He's not canceled. I, I he's not. I'm not canceling. Well, you canceled him because of his senileness. I'm not canceling. I'm. I'm. I'm commenting on his political virility, mm. and I think that Trump is. He doesn't lose. I don't like him. I'm Bernie or bust. But there's a thing with Trump is that 
he deflects anything and he yeah he just doesn't lose and that's very attractive to the you know middle middle america populist voters and i wish i could have had that conversation with with uh my uncles who are all boomers but you guys both probably agree on not caring about sexual allegations (laughs) (laughs) well dude i like that that sexual allegation is literally just feeding you know the liberal left sort liberal of machine liberal bro he's he bro he's he's, he's he's as dishonest as trump is about his sexual assault allegations but the fucking moderate left like he's like the poster child right and they fucking hate trump for the past four years fuck trump he he's a rapist and then joe biden has similar alley i know like trump's done it way more trump has like nine of these fucking yeah. but but like he is able to just deflect him because he somehow just does it i don't know yeah it's, 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 it's the, there's an aesthetic about trump that he just doesn't lose obamagate for example we'll get to that but oh, oh, damn. Okay. we'll get to that we're never gonna get to anything no we'll get to it we, we're sidetracked by your running uncles and yeah when <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying honestly my uncle that one that's in, he was telling me a story of like he kind of almost got raped in a way <laughs> okay, but that's that's a different story you know he sounds pretty chill though because he knows what his political views are and he's yeah. like i don't want to have this discussion let's have a nice dinner the uncle that was trying to post his own views was the one that was trying to start yeah, something yeah i know it's like it's we'll late. get to the story later <laughs> Thanks, uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that. we will we'll, we'll we'll get to it i promise because we have the freddie's gonna start the therapy session later too yeah we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that too yeah. stay tuned yeah honestly let's take a, a quick little ad break so we make some money from this podcast and uh get get let's right get back after the after the the break Back to uh, Tapeworms podcast. We're back. Another white claw. Another changing gears here. Um, you know, we're all in core, and I commend. I just want to give like a little shout out com- commendation to to the boys out there who uh, are like unplugging. I I I will say, Caesar, you uh, like totally just deactivated ig like how long was it ago ig facebook only fans well fuck only fans just all of it um <laughs> like it's, it's been i want to like three weeks now actually because i started weeks. my study routine three weeks ago and and zach too that's why i brought you like i i've been trying to track you down but uh we finally got got you on because you've been you know this whole cleanse sort of thing uh, you've been doing it for like uh, was it a month before before this? Oh, like not even just social media, but like like phones or, or dude. Yeah, like you caught me. You caught me right in the middle. And um, so like obviously pros and cons. Like cons like you fucking like don't don't receive texts when your phone's off. But um, but pros. I mean, yeah, I had my phone. Well, okay. I feel like it's not super smart to just turn your phone off for like weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, 
<laughs> I mean, uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of sick, actually. Yeah, I feel like I could do that. that. I wish it would work, though. You'd have to have a work phone. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I got a few phones. I do, like, do not disturb for the whole day until, like, 8 p.m. at night, right before I go to bed and 8 p.m. in the morning. I mean, 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So you do like a kind of intermittent, intermittent yeah, fast. Much. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. But I do that. Yeah, I so do you, that regularly. So you sleep twelve hours? <laughs> no, but I I meditate <laughs> during the some when he I'm awake. You know? He doesn't sleep. He just lays in bed with his eyes open. Actually, yeah. I do. Oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I no. I actually do have insomnia, so I had to take melatonin. Oh and I used to do that a lot in college, but now I I, I try to sleep from like ten to eight, ten to seven. Yeah, sucks. Brown boy, right? I don't think I went as hardcore as uh, Zach did with turning off the phone, but I think just deleting all my major social media apps. That's good. And then, you know what's interesting? I, I replaced social media with, with a couple, like, news subscriptions. You're, yeah, you're like a hardcore news junkie now. And so, like, you know how, like, whenever you're just bored in your room or you're studying or doing anything, you usually just reach for your phone, go to Instagram, and start looking at memes? That's literally what I'm doing now, but with like LA Times or like Wall Street Journal, like you, yeah, you. LA Times have memes. I just have a completely <laughs> lower standard now for what my entertainment is because I want to say memes are really funny and stuff like that. But now I'll, I'll literally see like an LA Times article about the newest thing that that's not even that interesting, but I'll just read it because it's it's the only stimulus I have. He's growing now. up. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like you know you're doing some kink shit what, what yeah, you have in your reach is really good like i'll read like an article about like the most boring thing but because it's on my phone and it's something i have access to that's some form of entertainment it's like the most entertaining like, thing yeah, that's how but if i had it. access to instagram yeah. which is definitely yeah. way more entertaining than an article on la times i would probably reach out i don't instagram. Uh, i don't buy that it's more entertaining i think it's i think it's just entertaining it's just, in a different way yeah, maybe it's a little less. Yeah, it's, it's a little less attractive. Things. I know it's like. I think you know, stimulating is the right word. Like, yeah, like, you're saying, like, like you can't see like you know girls in bikinis on and the LA Times unless know, you know, unless you know where to look. Yeah, unless you got to go dude, to dude. But, but hey, like, Arist <laughs> like Aristotle once said, man, there's traps from temporary, but knowledge is forever. Thanks. Yeah, no, and like, I don't. I know. bet you Fauci never paid for an OnlyFans. No, bro. no, dude. I'm. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Caesar, dude. Like, I'm starting baby steps. Like, um, I deleted my Facebook. I'm trying oh. to get there. It's just like I just can't pull the plug on Instagram because I love memes. Well, the thing but, is, uh, <laughs> is that I like talk to people. It's a, it's not just me, like memes. It's communication. Yeah, that's and, the fat uh, con. Yeah, I like I like group part. chats with the boys sending memes and just yeah. getting funny things throughout like, the day. What made you decide like I won't look at memes? I, I'll just delete it instead of just like cutting back on on the memes or like he draws that. his own memes maybe. I, I think <laughs> on stone tablets. I I think <laughs> there there's a lot of things in, in like there's a lot of things in life are where you, you through, are you going through a puberty? Bro, I thought you were just technology detoxing. Don't you still have papers and pens? <laughs> Paper. Pen, <laughs> we send notes and pigeons now. Yeah, I go, out, <laughs> I go outside and I grind roses and then I use that tint. To draw on the wall. Just total sensory deprivation. That's kind of sick, though. I do. What, <laughs> yeah, like, what is your advice? Did you just go cold turkey, Caesar? Is that how you did it? Well, I think the, the good thing for me is that I'm actually, I'm still working regularly. Yeah. So, like, I still have yeah. a lot of my time filled because of work. And I think usually when I'm at work, I'm not looking at memes because I'm running around all day. And so that already yeah. cuts a chunk of my day that I don't need to force myself to have some some sort of stimulating entertainment. Yeah. But um, 
also I'm studying for like a graduate exam. And so that that's taking a lot of time of my day now too. Um, no, I, I, I feel you on that Caesar, just because like, even today, like I was in the middle of sessions with a bunch of clients and like my phone's going off and it's just Instagram notifications. And it's just like, I started realizing like how distracting is like, it may not be a meme. It may just be like a message from someone, but it's just so distracting. Like in the place where like, I had to be like completely tuned in with this client. Oh, yeah. Even if my eyes just kind of like wandering off a little bit, like I realized how distracting it is. Yeah. You know what you have to do on your settings? You can go. So I had this problem too in college because uh, you know, in college, how it is fast paced and you have to do a lot of things. And there's like so many people doing things at the same time. I found out that you could go to the settings and go to each individual app and it shows you to allow on notifications in different <laughs> ways. Like, like we, we slipped into an ad right no, now. Yeah. No, I, I like yeah. how Willie's just totally mansplaining this. <laughs> how, this is, uh, <laughs> um, but, but what's it called? Uh, anyways, so you could take the, the sound alerts off and the visual alerts off so that it you could only see the badge of how many, mes many messages you get until you open and unlock your phone and i found that to be very good because i was the the controller of the messages the messages weren't controlling me so i was busy doing my own thing focusing on the people that i was talking to and then finally when i had a breath i opened my phone and i was like all right let's check my messages now and then like 52 little red bubbles were on and i was like oh damn okay let yeah. me respond. so i don't know if that might help you guys but well, there you go you, you know freddie a tip i can give you is if you know yourself and you know you're not gonna fight the urge to look at your phone what i did is something we do in in the laboratory it's a safety technique where if a lot of chemists are getting injured with a certain chemical let's try to replace that chemical with a chemical that does the same thing but it's a lot safer what? and so i use that technique for my phone i'm like okay well i'm always gonna reach for my phone for entertainment okay. All right. let me just delete instagram and put la times at least i'm using something that i think is somewhat useful so I'm still reaching right. for my phone yeah. as often Wait. as I do, but I replace it with like LA Times and Quizlet. Yeah. So he's being productive instead of wasting time. Why well, I like that? Okay. Uh. Well. But say so, sorry. I have a question. I wouldn't say productive. Let's yeah. Just, well, yeah. If if you're in if, if you're in the lab and you have a ch and and like you're working with a chemical that does a, that has a certain function but that's dangerous but there's a safer chemical that does the same thing why why weren't you just using the other chemical in the first place? Because a lot of the times you have to stick to protocols and, and what you learned in university. There's like a lot of people who studied in Europe that like to transfer fluids by sucking up through a straw. What? But in America, we teach to use like a tube that you hold with your hands. And so people that come from Europe, I'm not saying everyone that does it, but there's a lot of people that come from Europe that studied chemistry. And in America, they're trying to suck up some super toxic chemicals with a straw and transfer it into like another <laughs> cup. And we're like, don't Bro, do These that. Europeans are stupid. They know there's a different technique, but that's how you were taught. And if we yeah, for taught, real, for real, chemical, that's what you want to use, you know. We're so sterile here. <laughs> Europeans are dumb, bro. No, nah, Europeans are sick. I love Europeans. Bro, they're sucking us chemicals with their mouths. And shit. Hey, it's and badass, all right. No, that's cool because, like, <laughs> because that's they probably get a, like a little bit of the chemicals in them, and like, they <laughs> they like, shut up, You're like, ruining it for everyone. They, like psycho. Some may be psychoactive. Who knows? Um, I'll yeah. give them that. They're they're very liberal, and I and I, I dig yeah. that. Yeah, but dude. Knowing myself, man, like I think I might just pull the plug like within the next few days. I've been wanting to do it fairly soon, but I think I realized like the more I tell myself like I want a few more days, the longer I extend it. 
Yeah. Or just get a flip phone. And <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, do you remember bro. when I had one in college? Right? I didn't. I didn't have a flip phone in college. No, I did. Bro. I have a burner. Oh, <laughs> I tried. To I, I had burners. Like, I had burners. I got a flip phone, and everyone thought I was selling drugs at parties. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know about that. I had the burner on deck because I just well, be like sitting somewhere texting on my flip phone it takes me like thirty minutes, yeah. <laughs> and then people would just look at me like, "Oh, this dude sells drugs." Like literally, flip phones are Club. retarded. <laughs> um, but the thing is, with all this, you know, social media is is that since it, we're in a weird time, especially now, where before core we were like um social media had this function of like you know supplementing reality and you know we'd still go out still have fun do whatever and you know it, it's the thing of like you know don't check social media it's like a bad habit when you're with people but now oh, yeah. since oh, we're yes. all cored up social media is like instead of supplementing it's like now becoming embodying what we see as reality yeah. in in a pretty fucked up way um and that's probably i i see that this whole why we want to do this because it's pretty isolating um we had a couple articles pulled up um about this um few i know i sent it to some people caesar you found a pretty cool article about this from was it economist yeah the economist magazine (laughs) some king shit right there you want me to to well it's give called, a little bit of a preface or yeah well i know i read it but uh it's called solitude has always been both a blessing and a curse Ooh, yeah and then there's other new york it's for remote. new york times op-ed <laughs> called how to be lonely we, we can link them we can link them uh, <laughs> we read um solitude in e minor is that yeah some box shit um (laughs) (laughs) well the the thing is that like we're all in solitude but there's like a a weird relationship i think with with loneliness and solitude you know like loneliness as a as a social or anti-social phenomenon you know Hmm. um yeah, bro. What about the like the world of hookups now? Like how how that's changed? You know, like everyone's everyone's using Zoom to like hook up now, right? Like I know I, I know all my all the ads on Pornhub went from like like <laughs> sign up now and fuck this granny to like sign up now and in Zoom with this granny. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, let's unpack that because Dude, yeah I mean, I mean even on facebook that's a lot that's no, a lot i was talking to the, the guys about this even on facebook i'm getting like all these things of like bumble uh make sure to get ready for your zoom date or what else christian dating well, find your new christian through online yeah things like that and all the different kinds i can't believe it there's so many it's crazy how horny people are getting but like it's that sensory deprivation well, that's that's actually like the horniness and and the longing of her like a relationship is is a big thing right now because tinder recently reported that the average conversation on on tinder is is increasing before some sort of interaction is agreed upon yep and so people what, what they're what they're speculating is that people are now like longing for 
for some sort of emotional relationship with mm-hmm. someone else because they feel so alone. They don't yeah. just want to talk on Tinder to meet up and hook up. They're like, actually want to meet someone because they have no one. That sounds terrible, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And so, the whole thing with Pornhub, like, I'm sorry, but the porn right now is increasing. And for, I mean, for obvious reasons, people are lonely, but no, not forever. Yeah. It's, it sucks. I, I, like porn sucks. I I hate porn. It's it like it's. Well, bro, can we bro. all agree that it's terrible for you? Like for your mind, it's like awful, right? It's like, dude, it's total. It's, it's terrible total, and these hot take. It's a total sin. That's not even a hot take. It's a total sin to. I mean, just with the women in porn and everything about it just sucks Mm. no totally totally it's it's terrible and desensitizing and like often depicts situations where where um where you know it's shit's just fucked up it's like a fucked up situation people like you know women are being disrespected but you know sometimes it's like sometimes porn is like the only direction you have to turn especially like during during now like where where the emphasis is on technology and combined bro bro see this is why i picked a terrible time to 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 have a technological detox because before i did it i had like 48 matches on tinder and 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 when i when i went back on dude i had four damn four what happened damn they 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 all unmatched like it took two weeks that well, based on that, Zach, They're I'm going to give you a tapeworms money take right now. Start investing in sex robots because I bet you all the money I have, they're selling triple right now. Dude, that's what's up. I have one. <laughs> what else? On I this, just got it. On this uh, month-long technological detox, uh, what sort of things change for you? Like, how Would you say like you're... What happened with you? Would you recommend it? And, and why are you back on? And how do you feel well, differently? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because like, obviously like in, in, in quarantine, like you're so susceptible to like technology being your only means of entertainment and just connecting with anyone else, like in general. But like, um, so it's it's good to get away from that um and not be as reliant on technology but at the same time it's kind of fucked like like not being on technology and not leaving your house like so um it's it's you you have to like kind of be careful and and be like be okay with it and 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 you know, be conscious about, about like how your emotional. And well, the thing is, is like how your, what actions you're doing to replace that thing. Like in this, uh, uh op-ed, I'll, I'll read this little, a little, uh, part of this op-ed, um, how to be lonely in the New York times. It, it, it was, it dropped about like a little couple few weeks ago, but I still think it resonates. Um, here we go. This is about loneliness, guys. So, all right. Getting real now. Loneliness is a taboo state in our social world, and part of its extraordinary pain has to do with shame. There's an abiding feeling that it's a punishment for social failure, an inability to be sufficiently popular or liked, 
This isn't true under ordinary circumstances, and it's un and it's certainly not true under quarantine. But there are other ways in which loneliness causes pain too. It has real tangible effects on our brains and bodies, and it's important to understand how that process works in order to be able to protect ourselves. Um, I mean, that sort of is like the the thesis of it. There's some really good. Uh, other things in this and we can get to that later um <laughs> but yeah like loneliness especially in quarantine sort of it and, and in general well maybe especially but in general is our generation is having this struggle to uh come to terms with with social media or like feeling how Caesar you described it the, the other like um still like being in a crowd of people, but still feeling like you don't connect yeah that was that was anyone. the really interesting thing about the art the article the article that, the that article. Anthony found and that I found um, yeah. they they both spoke about how um when when you think about loneliness and solitude, you think of them in in extremes yeah. and how we're trying to balance them and so an example that was shown in, in my article was how like Theodore Roosevelt back in the day decided to go out West and just travel on his own. And then he like, because he loved being alone and testing himself so much, he decided to make national parks a thing because he wanted everyone to do that. Mm -hmm. And then there's also people that, you know, experience solitude, but mm -hmm. they'll call it loneliness example being someone in prison when they're thrown in the hole, they wouldn't call that solitude and becoming better. They'd call that like, a punishment you know yeah that's... it's it's a punishment and 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 us when we're not in those situations you know like we're we're trying to strike a balance between the two where you know we i spoke to anthony about like there's there's people who uh grow up in in very rural parts of america they study technology and then they move to san francisco to work for like big tech companies but their favorite thing to do in their in their time off is to go hiking to go camping you know to just be on their own just that's just, a lot of people i mean everyone lots of people like to hike yeah well in, in those cases you know like it's you know we're in the big city and we like the big city because we're not alone but we also like to be on our own you know so we're, we're just constantly yeah. trying to strike a balance we don't want to be thrown in the hole we also want to go in, in the, the hole when in, we feel in, like it in the k-hole I, th I, th I think the common thread about it dude is just like we want it on our terms we don't want to be we fear solitude because you know those instances you may be forced into it and that's why he gets this bad rep. But then there's also self-imposed solitude where like, you, have, you have hermits, dude. You got monks who sit their entire years isolated from everyone. And like, they're cool with it. They don't trip. Yep, that's right. But that's the right. difference, you know. One's voluntary and the other one's like, you're going in the hole. And, the rest and of there's, life. there's kind of like a hypersensitivity to it of like, there's so many different ways we can feel like, like be triggered into loneliness. Like, oh, you don't respond to my texts do you hate me oh you ignored my call like am or i like, what's what wrong the, with me what are those guys in japan called otakus or the people oh hikikomori they have a name yeah, for that yeah yeah so yeah. wow this is so great freddie you, you totally read my mind so in japan there's a phenomenon going on they're called hikikomori and it's basically um especially adolescents who decide to stay home <laughs> And it sucks because uh, because of that. It's 
I guess it's frowned upon in Japan. It's seen as a thing that you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to be alone. You're supposed to go out so that you don't feel isolated because many of the times part of the community. Yeah. Many of the times the kids who are not part of the community end up going through bad things. For example, they get too addicted into gaming that they end up losing their money. They can't pay the rent. They get kicked out. They become homeless. Some, some of them get, uh, they, they kill themselves because of the loneliness after realizing, Oh damn, I can't do nothing. You know, I can't do anything. So I'm not useful and things like that. And to the point where they've had programs where people literally have, they pay these sometimes girls to go knock at the door and just be friends with the, the people, the hikikomori so that they have at least some type of talking every week so they don't go crazy and they can help be eased back into society so that they're not going through that loneliness, which leads to detrimental uh, effects in their mental health, maybe even physical um, right. and also social. So it's kind of interesting. That's like know? such a funny thing that can happen to people like where like there, there's times where you have things in life where when you neglect them yeah. and then you're reintroduced to them, <laughs> you love them. But there's times when you're, you neglect the thing for so long that you just shun it. Yeah. And that's the truth that happens. Like it happened with sugar. Like you just don't eat any like sugar things for like a week. And then you taste the strawberry and you're like, Damn. what the fuck? This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you know, taste the strawberry and you're like, ah, I don't like sugary things. Like it just turns you off a little, you know, like it's same with loneliness. You'd be lonely too long. You I, just don't want to see people. I, I feel like this sort of thing of, of like this hypersensitivity is a, sort of a way of like, we, and like the 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 sort of medicine or or like the the way to pres- the prescription to it is just nutting up and doing things like you're doing Caesar and like just like grabbing bull by the just horns fucking do it and just do it like we're so uh, like woe is me like I feel like that's the the norm doomers yeah like woe oh, is wow. me I'm so I'm so sad because no one's talking to me like yeah. all this stuff and and there's a way of like it's a bunch of it's a it's a victim complex yeah yeah it's a yeah, victim actually, it's a victim com- yeah yeah you you hit the hit the nail on the head there oppressor and and going back to the whole Such idea that yeah. <laughs> going back to the whole idea that it's oppressed on us <laughs> honestly yeah because right now we yeah, can't go outside uh, the government um people are going damn what was i about to say people are going crazier and that's leading to more detrimental effects and it's really sad and i hope that you know there's an episode of king of the hill where arlen texas it becomes illegal to eat clams and so dale gribble says god damn it i've never wanted clams but i want to <laughs> eat them so bad now yeah right right <laughs> that's us right now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah bro uh yeah and and like on the flip side of that like you were talking about like um like the victim mentality like uh i was watching like jerry the the like uh, the New Jersey Seinfeld like stand up and like he's talking about like um just like this inherent dissatisfaction we have with every situation we're in like we're fucking obviously like before detox like or before quarantine like when when you could go out and do shit like you're you're stuck at home and all you want to do is go out but then the, as soon as you go out you just want to fucking get home and or like you're lonely and like you want to go hang out with people other than the second you're hanging out with someone, you just want to be like, all right, fuck you. I just want to be alone at home again. Yeah, like grass is always greener sort of thing. Yeah. Social battery runs out. Yeah. That's me. Well, 
yeah, we are in this great time where we can sort of think the clam situation where we do want to hang out with everyone. And and uh, here's here, here's another ex excerpt from How to Be Lonely. I told you I told you we'd get to it later. Um, here we go. Here we go. Uh, but here, just later on in in the op-ed. But loneliness isn't just a negative state to be vanquished or suppressed. There's a magical aspect to it too, an intensifying of perception that led Virginia Woolf to write in her diary of 1929. If I could catch the feeling, I would. The feeling of the singing of the real world as one is driven by loneliness and silence from the habitable world. Wolf was no stranger to quarantine, confined to a sickbed for long periods. She saw some thrilling in loneliness, a state of lack and longing that can be intensely creative. So like, my take is like, you know, we can take this as an opportunity and like, it's sort of like a sensory deprivation that I feel like that's a theme of like, what you're yeah, doing. Joe Rogan Caesar. was doing that already. Too. Yeah, I, Joe Rogue, I, I love that man. He's, uh, he's on my Rushmore of, uh, like we're gonna get him on. Well, you know, on the whole concept of sensory <laughs> deprivation, now that I don't have like all this, like talking all the time online and stuff, I, I definitely think I've, I've like when I have dinner with my mom, I'll like have a conversation, yeah. and the conversation is very stimulating because, like, I'm not just constantly receiving entertainment. You know, I've, I think like at work, every once in a while, there's someone else in the laboratory, and I'm like, yo, what's up? And then we'll just talk about nothing and it's very entertaining because you don't get to have these well, it's, conversations it's, anymore literally what you're literally doing is just like you're programming your body to get serotonin from other things yeah like your body was so other than minion memes. Serot- huh yeah your body so long so- minion memes were all i lived for <laughs> and body was just so Gran- granny, serotonin. <laughs> huh it was local grannies for for zach <laughs> Hate my age, but yeah, dude, you're, you're basically programming your body yeah, to get the same response from other things, like yeah. what it's kind of meant for socializing, yeah, yeah. And to get back to another excerpt, if I may, um, this is a little bit before, Probably but may not. There, there are anecdotes from simple breathing exercises to deliberately noticing small pleasures in the physical nice. environment. A budding leaf, a cloud, the taste of toast. So, like, you know, this is a time where we should be like experiencing and, and really experimenting with the, the the little pleasures of like, yeah. you know, I was driving just just down the freaking one hundred one, and uh, it was like traffic. It's so weird how there's traffic in some way because there's like a car accident and the cars were going really slow. And just looking at, at people in their cars yeah. with like no masks on in this sort of like weird, like social, but like from a distance sort of a scopophilic sort of way yeah. of like looking at people in their natural states and, and enjoying the, the presence of, of someone sort of around me. Um, I found it just like sort of deep and like also just just like going in in your backyard or your house or wherever and just like re-exploring re-examining yeah. the the things you've exploring didn't your body. yeah Dude, i like to comment on this um 
pausing <laughs> that we have been given by the government in the world due to this pandemic. There's like this pausing and self-reflection that you get, especially with the members of your family. Like you mentioned your mom and you also driving down to places and having that ability to look. Oh my gosh. I've learned much more about my mom in our walks around like this small little neighborhood. Even if they're just like 10 minutes, I've learned so much about her life. And it's crazy too, because I guess because she feels the pressure and then the distancing as well, she wants to socialize like, uh, Cesar yeah. alluded to to have similar conversations with another person. I've learned so much about her, things I never knew throughout like these twenty five years of living. And I'm, I'm kind of, I feel I feel very sad that it's taking until now to kind of you know realize that and take a moment to pause from all the things that we do. But I'm also grateful that we have this moment so that we can learn from it in the future. Maybe pay a little bit more attention, like you said. Yeah. It, all it took was a, a global pandemic. <laughs> no, right? It's, it's funny how we all have the woe is me thing, but like none of us have had Corona. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good that we're, we're, like, you know what? We're not woe is me because we're looking at the bright side of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing we talked about. Like, it was, you know, we're not the woe is me. And I don't think people should do. We probably like have that. had Corona too. Uh, yeah. Herd immunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I have another excerpt because uh, I just thought this was a juicy ass article. How to be lonely. New York Times op ed. Um, here we go. This is an opportunity for a different kind of connection. During a long spell of loneliness, I found that art was among the richest consolations and that voyaging into other people's worlds by way of novels, paintings and films had a magical capacity for making me feel connected, seen, met. And wow. I mean, yeah, this, uh, there's like a little bit of Libby kind of just <laughs> grossness. <laughs> but like, it's, I will say that, but it's like, you know, I, I, I like, there's this whole thing of like, don't binge it. Like, don't like, but like, there's, you gotta be creative in these times. Like, dabble. Dabble, yeah dabble with it um yeah and so like with sensory deprivation or any way we do it just feel feel connected in in a way and think creatively i thought that was sort of a non sequitur but you yeah um yeah. trump is definitely creative when it comes <laughs> to obamagate yeah oh. Oh. is it obamagate time are we yeah, getting to it? Yeah. I don't need what is that? I thought we I thought we talked about that already. No, you, you said you we'll get to it. it. Yeah. Okay. Obama Gate. Well, no, I I feel like we can we the funny thing about Obama Gate is that nobody about, knows what Obama Gate is. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we haven't not even yeah. Obama or Trump. Yeah. All right, la, we can we can talk about Obama Gate. I does anyone else want to say anything about about this social Yeah, lon- Ramon loneliness. Is anyone still lonely? Or are you solitude? Ramon's a gamer. Ramon is a hikikomori. I'm, I'm nervous. Man. He's the oppressor, not the oppressed. Ramon's such a doomer, and I love it. I'm gonna start calling him hikikomori. That's that's the way of the kids in Japan who stay in Japan. I mean, in their doors and don't come out to socialize. Yeah, They're spooky. Yeah, why do that? That's why we've perfected the art of the home. We have everything we need in our houses. <laughs> okay. why, why, why the I fuck would you want to go outside? outside? I would have never built a home. 
Yeah, like, come on, dude. You don't want to take cowboy naps every now and then? Like, that's why that's why we have HDTV and all this shit, you know? <laughs> well, we have <laughs> fiber optic. <laughs> that's why we have the internet. Much porn, I wouldn't have well, HDTV. That, that's the thing of, like... This, the, is, this is evolution happening right the, here. The pandemic just accelerated things and trends that were already going to happen. Like, all these department stores closing all this you know like businesses folding it it was already a trend before it's not like the the is like out of nowhere the it, yeah the pandemic just just accelerated it and uh, it's like something people have been saying about like government stimulus stuff they're like should we really pump a bunch of money to save businesses that are going to die right as soon as we let yeah, them go yeah, back to normal I don't think we should. yeah but i don't know so what's about what's this news about Obamagate? All right, I'm gonna try my best to explain Obamagate, but I don't think anyone really knows. If you actually try to look up articles about what Obamagate is, a lot of journalists are just like, "What is it?" Making fun of it and saying that Obama started trying to kill Trump since the beginning of time. Kill? But basically, uh, I think what Obamagate is is that when Trump was becoming the new president and Obama was handing it off to him. Obama told Trump, do not hire Michael Flynn, the guy that was like getting investigated for the whole Russian, uh, like some whole Russian scandal. And then Trump hired him anyway. And then Michael Flynn got like in trouble with the FBI. And then Trump had to fire him because he got in trouble with the FBI. And then now it's coming out that Michael Flynn got released from the FBI. Like, well, not released, but like they just dropped the whole case against him. And so now Trump is saying Obamagate because he thinks Trump, Obama told him, do not hire this guy back in the day. Because he wanted him to hire this guy, and he set him up, and that's Obamagate. That's some Harry Potter. But that's my own speculation. Nobody really knows. When Trump was asked what Obamagate is, he said it's the biggest political crime in history. (laughs) And when they told him, "Can you explain?" he said, "You know what it is." You read the newspaper, (laughs) and then they were like, "No way." He's like, "Everybody knows what it is." No, that's just. I feel like Obamagate kind of just is more of a reflection or like a a ploy or plot. from the Trump camp to like reelect him. Right? What the Demo- yeah, that's exactly it. What oh, the yeah. Democrats are thinking is Trump did so horrible at saving lives during coronavirus that he's like, all right, people are trying to come out of this a little and starting to think about how I did. Let me just start this whole Obamagate thing Obama so that Gate people start talking crap about Obama instead of him. Yeah, it started as like... Because his base might start thinking about him rather than Obama. It, yeah, it's exactly. conservative fake news that is just classic Trump that... It's obviously we're talking about it's made news like that's just classic Trump. He doesn't doesn't lose from a political. Bro, and who is he going up against in the election? Like, yeah. yeah. Biden gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. The bigger part about it, though, is that because a lot of people are saying that Obama might run with Biden like as his VP. Mm-hmm. So, everyone, so everyone's saying that Trump preemptively destroyed obama with obamagate so is that, that allowed so Damn, that him yeah, joining man. so that him joining isn't like the 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 power couple or wait that's allowed i didn't know that how come no other president has been a vice president dude yeah. do you not see where this is going obama's gonna get a third term biden's gonna resign immediately and then obama's gonna <laughs> or get or he's gonna team. die and that happened <laughs> damn you know they in russia that i think they extended putin's to another five years <laughs> Well, that's yeah. Russia. I mean, what is happening? Russia like tigers on the street to encourage yeah. social distancing. They didn't even make it to the moon first. So. Yeah, well, Russia's they? sick. I, They're I irrelevant. We, <laughs> I think we can learn, take a lot from Russia. Like they gave it an honest fight, and I feel like 
I feel like Marxism is coming back. I mean, you see Bernie, he's basically a <laughs> socialist. Okay, dude, Bernie is a socialist, not a Marxist. Yeah. Marxist is way different. I know, but like... Hey, this, Ramon, read us, a, read us a quote. It's Ramon this, has a Marxist It's his lean to socialism. No, no, Marxism, no. Socialism are different, but it's this <laughs> lean towards... <laughs> there's no outing we're not we're not gosh journalists no we're, it's because ramon has a marxist book right on his on his desk that's sick i i i i vibe with that i stand Have that ramon. das capital ramon reads marxism not as an anarchist or like just anyone that really is full-on marxist he reads it like a historian as we all should he i wants feel to like understand as we all should i think we should all broaden our horizons and the more questions we ask and the more uh critical of we, we are of of what's going on right now the better the better we're I mean, gonna you know be. just to say that adam smith the father of capitalism even admitted to it he was disappointed because he realized just how exploitive true capitalism is yeah. dude yeah communism dude communism always gets shit on because of its association with dictatorships this podcast is so funny communist russia was not actually communism are you fucking kidding me yeah that's all just like a narrative you know with the red scare all that bullshit. because that's the, that's the scary thing about like when when you give government control of things like things could be really nice and like you know we all share things and like but all it takes is someone saying like i want the power it's, it's, yeah and then guys. it's like all right well we already yeah, gave yeah. government all the power yeah. It's all it takes is someone. All it takes is someone getting the ring. That's why I believe in the philosopher king. Yeah, but we'll get to that another day. <laughs> a, a basically oh, a dictator. Philosopher king, no, like not a dictator. The philosopher king. Yeah, an this enlightened person, dictator. Well, yeah, and like they. Well, dictator has connotations. <laughs> yeah. Well, philosopher king. What, what, however, you stock it up, are a leader who, who. It's a little worrisome because say who we're all like wanting this change. Fuck Trump, you know, like we want this change, but what it what would it be like? We we literally don't know what it would be like if if someone like a Bernie Sanders or like a a leftist kind of uh personality were to take office, would they abuse that power? I don't know. It's it's a harrowing thought, but We've got to take it into account. Bro, dude, people people call Bernie a, a socialist, like he's the fucking end of the world. But all all Bernie's trying to do is 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 create equal opportunities for people in terms of medical care and other things to offset the fucking inequalities that capitalism creates. Bernie's Big just facts. Trying to take care of us, man. Big <laughs> facts. I I. Totally. He's like the loving grandpa that like brings you cookies and tells you war stories. Yeah. Uh, yes. You, like, know, I, you know, I was talking to, to Emma the other day about how like it's it's funny how capitalism can be like a horrible thing, and even being a horrible thing could have good byproducts. The example being that a lot of the biotech companies that wanted to come up with a vaccine didn't want to come up with it really because they wanted to cure the world. They knew that it was going to make them a bunch of money, yeah. or at least they thought. And so it's funny that you know the the super biotech companies came together to cure humanity in a way but they weren't trying to do it for the right reason but the reason doesn't matter in a yeah. way you know because it's still <laughs> coming like, together well yeah all the money and resources yeah when, well that that's the intention right if you're we're all trying to make money i mean money is the the capitalist uh means right 
make well more. everything's everything gets better with with capitalism i mean it's I, i'm not trying to sound like i'm like uh you know before i sounded pretty anti yeah you're mr business no no you i know you you're more probably more qualified you're, you're mr business you you went to the top business college. yeah i mean it's it's a double-edged sword uh capitalism like fucking ha- ha- has some fucked up um you know by effects on 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 lots of things like uh, it's 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 fucked up because it dude ivanka trump like her 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 business dude i I read the other day like the mint the 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 workers in her sweatshops that make her fucking purses make a dollar 30 an hour so that that's fucked i'm saying communist or capitalism is still way fucked but like also like if capitalism, if we weren't a capitalist society, like we'd still all have fucking blackberries, like or shitty, like, really shitty phones. Like, truth, like, yeah. I I understand why it works. It's it's kind of like a model of you know survival of the fittest. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just the better the better product's gonna survive and yeah, like, like, it doesn't encourage competition. Yeah, the, yeah, there are some just weird uh, affects of of capitalism that are just like totally just amazing know. and just some that are horrible yeah there's just like weird things like uh just like late capitalism you see this online of like you know all this like we can talk about it another time because we're you know we're you know time. i have this story i have a story um end so off with a story and I, yeah yeah george and i have have um when the quarantine first started, we were fucking hungry. Everything was closed. So we went to this burrito shop in like East LA. And um, and it's like, I don't know, it was early in the morning or something. It was like 11 a.m. or something. And so we're like, fuck, we don't want to be locked in all day. So we eat in the parking lot. So we're outside eating our food off the, the roof of his trunk or whatever um, from his car. And this lady pulls up and she's all like, man, see what see all this shit this is this is what we get for being such a socialist country she's like talking shit and i was like what and she's like yeah like you see all these lines and like toilet paper running out this is is socialism i was like bro like this is this is straight up late stage capitalism like people are buying shit themselves it's it's so weird how this it's kind of like a horseshoe. I there's I've heard about this thing called a horseshoe theory of like the like you know socialism and capitalism you know like a horseshoe they when they're at the edge they sort of mirror each other and closely you know relate to each other in a in a weird fucked up sort of way. Yeah, it's it's like bread lines and 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 shortages and all this crazy stuff and um I feel like that that woman had something to say. It's it it definitely adds to like, man, late stage capitalism and socialism have a lot of uh, similar qualities to them, you know. Yeah, well, um, what's yeah. what, bro? It's the there's it's the differences. Like, there's always different ways of like looking at the same issue. Like, you could say, oh, we're fucking running out of toilet paper, like that's fucked and it sounds fucked and it works like when you tell people that they're like oh that's fucked up we're running out of toilet paper. what's the alternative no one having toilet paper in the first place yeah yeah or government owning toilet uh, paper and then the rich government elite hoard it off for themselves exactly. when it starts uh, yeah. out. well that's the thing i feel like donald it, trump's throwing paper towels so, 
the socialism we're thinking about is very little has little to do with government owning anything. Well, I think a misconception, at least in my eyes, is when people say that government, you know, it's it's one huge thing. But I think when people come together in groups, they're mini governments, and I think they can have the same agenda that one mega government. And that's can have. how it should work. I mean, we see it. So in you're like still Germany you're still hoping like, that they have the good intentions in their mind. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, I yeah i i think um let's let's end it off with that and choose a uh, choose an ending song i think uh freddie oh, yeah. we got i you sent this song a few days ago but I, i'm a big stand it's it, no it's uh carino who i oh love. the new carino boys down to chug a white claw while we sign off yeah sure uh there some We've talked about them before, but they're Spanish, a trio of of uh, bisexual. Is that the song and you're I love about? them, and I they don't even speak English, and that's what I like. They don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> they hate capitalism too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Te cuesta poco decirme que me quieres Pues no me lo digas hoy Que luego siempre me duele
Thanks for listening to the Tape Rooms podcast. And remember, keep it worthy.